0: Hi, you're listening to Focus on the Bible. Thanks for joining us. Has anyone ever told you that they have no sin? (laughs) Seriously? A lady actually told me that she had not sinned in 30 years. I'm thinking, uh, ma'am, if you keep that up, just three more years, you can tie the record. Seriously, though, have you owned the fact of your personal sin? The only thing worse than being a sinner and having those consequences is refusing to face the fact of your sin. And because you refuse to face the fact of sin, that means you automatically will refuse God's rescue for your sin. Now, I know that you might think that you know all about being a sinner, but if you'll trust me, I think you'll learn something today as we focus on the Bible. And let's see the fact of our own personal sin and God's rescue from it, because those consequences of sin are deadly. Let's talk about this. 1 John chapter 1 says something to the person who's never faced the fact of personal sin. Here's what John wrote in 1 John chapter 1, verse number 8. He says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So anyone who faces the truth will admit their own personal sin. We've all fallen short. We've all missed the mark of God's perfection. Let's talk about the beginning of sin. Where did it all start? Well, it all started with Satan. In Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse number 15, the Bible's very clear about the fact that Satan came to a time when he sinned. He was not created by God as a sinner, although some have said this ridiculous and absurd thing. God did not create Lucifer as an angel who had sin in him. No, no, he created him in a very perfect way. But the time came when Lucifer in himself chose to act independently of God and sin. Here's what the Bible says. Ezekiel 28 and verse 15. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. And so Lucifer, as an angel, was created perfectly by God, fully formed. But over time, he decided in himself to make a choice, a deadly choice, to act independently of God and do his own thing to exalt himself. That never turned out in the way that he had planned. But where did sin begin with man? Well, we have to go all the way back into the Garden of Eden to find man and the beginning of his sin. God gave Adam one restrictive command. Now his life was full of liberty and so many freedoms and awesome provisions by God for everything Adam needed for a happy life. But there was one restrictive command to leave that one tree alone, to not eat from it. Adam, just like Lucifer, had a choice, didn't he? Despite the fact there was only one restrictive command, still Adam was left with a choice. We all have choices. And Adam made his. Here's the warning God gave him in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now people argue about what kind of fruit that was on that tree. That is a foolish argument to have. What kind of fruit makes no difference whatsoever? Because God declared that tree, whatever it is, that tree and that fruit is off limits for eating. But Adam acting independently with Eve, both fell into sin. This is bad news for all of us. In chapter 3, in verse number 6, God says this, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And so there they are, living in the garden of God's delight, with everything they need for their own personal happiness, including a deep fellowship with God their Maker. But now where are they? hiding behind fig leaves, running away from the voice of God. The same thing that was bad for them is also bad for us. In the Bible, in Romans chapter 5, God plainly teaches us that the consequences of Adam's sin have fallen on each one of us in a very personal way. Well, Freddie, someone might say, I don't want to be blamed for Adam's sin. Oh, make no mistake. God is not blaming us for Adam's sin. It's just that in Adam's sin, we all became sinners ourselves. Let me tell you three facts that affect every one of us because of Adam's choice to sin. Romans chapter 5 says that we now are sinners by nature ourselves. Romans 5 and verse 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So we are each one sinners by nature. We were born that way. In Adam's sin, we all were born and live. The second truth about sin is not only are we sinners by nature, but each one of us became sinners by our own experience. Romans chapter 3 and verse number 23, the Bible plainly teaches, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so each one of us were born naturally as sinners, but then we all chose in time and our own experience to actually do sinful acts. Because of that, we've fallen short of the glory of God. Face the truth, friend. We're not like God. We're different. We're not good enough for God. We've fallen short, and there's no way in ourselves to ever be like God again. The third truth is this. Not only are we born with this sin problem, but we're born in a death condition regarding our sin and unless we receive God's rescue from that death condition we're headed towards something called the second death in the bible Ephesians chapter 2 is very clear about this fact that we were born in this dead condition And since we're born dead, there is no ability that we have that could deliver us from that condition of death. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 1 through 3. Listen to this bad news for each one of us. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. And so God is very clear for us that we are born in this spiritually dead condition. We're dead in our trespasses and sins the word death means separated it means separated death doesn't mean the end it doesn't mean to cease it means separated and when Adam in the garden chose sin God showed that separation by banishing him from the garden there's a separation that all of us have from the time of our birth from God and in that dead condition there is no way that we can fight ourselves out of the dead condition. We are slated for something the Bible calls the second death unless something stops that pursuit. Revelation chapter 20, two different times, talks about the second death that will be the natural end of all those of Adam's race. Revelation chapter 20 And verse number 6, the Bible says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And so there's a choice, friend. We can be a part of the first resurrection and rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years in his millennial kingdom. Or... If we refuse his rescue from our death condition, then we go straight to the second death. Let's catch the second reference in Revelation chapter 20 about the second death. It's in verse 14. The Bible says, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So when the Bible speaks of the second death, it's simply referring to final hell. It's the lake of fire. And that's the destination of people who refuse to face the fact of their personal sin and receive God's rescue from that sinful condition of death. Man does not like it. Man doesn't like this ugly truth. Three things, friend. Man doesn't like the fact of personal sin. It's bad news. Number two, man doesn't like the fact of being spiritually dead. And number three, man doesn't like the fact, that awful fact of being completely unable to rescue himself spiritually from a dead condition. The fact that man doesn't like this bad news gives rise to lies that come to us from false religions. All false religions teach us two things. Number one, some people embrace this idea the do it myself plan. I'm going to rescue myself through my religious deeds. But friend, that's the route that Cain took in the Bible. Do you remember? Cain tried the grow it your own plan. He offered plant sacrifices to God. And that was a problem. God wouldn't accept it. Cain ended up killing his brother whose sacrifice of blood was accepted. The do it myself plan will never ever work because we are spiritually dead. What we do is dead work in the eyes of God that could never rescue. The other plan that false religion gives us is the God and I together plan. It says, well, I'm not able of myself, but God will help me and I will help God. I'll scratch his back, he'll scratch mine. Together we can pull this off and by the end of my life, I will have done enough good works to pay off all the sinful things I've done. But friend, that's a disastrous plan. The Bible says very clearly that salvation could never be by good works. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 and 9 says, "...for by grace are you saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast." And so religion tells us lies about how to be delivered from our sinful condition and our own journey towards the second death. But friend, the truth is that God loves us just the way we are. And God made a way for us, a rescue that involved God taking on flesh Himself. And Jesus Christ died on the cross to take away our sin. John the Baptist said it like this, "...Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world." And friend, by faith in Jesus Christ, God would gladly save you from sin and give you the gift of God, eternal life, if you'll believe Him today. This episode is a production of Focus Evangelistic Ministries, Incorporated. You can write to us at Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. We hope to see you again next week when together we can focus on the Bible.